to Magpie Radio. Pie Night is the official fans podcast of the Collingwood Football Club. Let's listen in to the boys in the Lexus Centre studio. Pies fans, welcome back to another edition of Pie Night. It's round three on tonight's very action-packed show with myself, driver and a silent hot rod. We've got a review of last week's match against the Eagles. We've got your votes and your contributions to the Player of the Year. We've got the Mad Pie. We've got news from the inside with the CTV crew. We've got on this round, years gone by, games against Richmond. And we've got a preview of Friday night's rivalry round match against the Yeller and Slack. Driver, welcome to Pie Night. Hi, Kono. Hi there, Pie fans. Um, We are playing the old enemy, the Yeller and Slack, tomorrow night. It's time we went out and beat them. There's a, there's a bit of steam coming out your ear. Oh, there's a lot more than a bit. And I know you're a passionate man. And I, 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 we really couldn't restrain you this week. So let's start. <sighs> we'll do the review in a moment. But let's start with the... Mad pie. Driver. Ah, oh, Kono, hot rod. I'm mad. Hot Rod's madder than me, actually, and he can't even speak. We could not believe what we were watching on Saturday night. Well, well Hot Rod's sitting here, but he's, he's just told me he's refusing to speak he's for refusing. this whole show. Hot Rod is on a silent protest against umpiring in general, and I don't blame him. Did Magpie fans watch that game on Saturday night? They saw the umpiring, 28 free kicks to West Coast, 15 to Collingwood. It was an absolute disgrace to watch similar decisions being decided differently. Paul LeCuria had the ball pinned to him by Daniel Kerr, no holding the ball. Opportunity. No prior no opportunity. opportunity at all, holding the ball. Chris Judd tries to barge through two magpies, gets tackled, the ball gets this He had it for three seconds. Play on. And then what makes it worse, Chris Judd, that Chris Judd, who has now become <laughs> the Cristiano Ronaldo of Australian <laughs> football, the diver extraordinaire, dived in front of Presti, who took a clear mark, and the umpires paid a free kick to Judd against Presti. Ridiculous. Now, I tell you what, Ridiculous. umpiring is now a lottery. But then, after watching that on Saturday night, I picked up the paper on Sunday morning, and what do I see in the sports section? The umpires are getting a pay rise. Umpires are now going to be getting paid $130,000 a year to dish up that sort of rubbish on a weekly basis. Driver, don't make me start Three crying. times, don't three times cry, the average driver. wage. I tell you, Cono, I tell you, Hot Rod, and I tell you, Pie fans, if you're the average Pie fan driving your truck or working at the supermarket counter and you made the sort of mistakes that those bozos did on Saturday night, you'd be looking for a new job. Or if you're, a, if you're a pilot, bozos, if you're an airline pilot and a Collingwood fan, we'd hate you to be making those sort of mistakes that umpires make. I tell you what, most people would unless be out of a job. Unless you work for Garuda. These guys Was that guy are getting, an these guys are getting a pay rise. They certainly do not deserve it. Consistency has gone out the window. Interpretation of the rule book is left in the lap of the gods and three green or yellow or red dress bozos each week. Forget about pay rises, umpires. Get your house into order and stop trying to take over the game. That was the mad pie. Driver, very good work. Now, uh, let's talk about the West Coast game. We don't like honourable losses at all. We can't call it an honourable loss. It was a loss. We didn't get the four points. And... Well, it was a game we should have won. Well, when you look at it, Connor, we had 
100 less possessions than the opposition. We had 13 less free kicks than the opposition, and their two best midfielders had a field day. Objectively, Judd and Kerr were the two best players on the ground. Mm. How did we only lose by 12 points? The reason why was that we were able to just keep staying in the game. We didn't do anything special, anything magical, apart from a few moments from Leon Davis and the pie-night-inspired long bombs from Anthony Rocker. Now, now, Driver, I sat there Saturday night in front of the TV and things didn't go well for us early in the game. Pebbles gets it, what was he, 60, 65 metres out? Yeah, something like that. Took two steps. Maybe Bang. 70, 75. We've got, we've got Russell here. He's, uh, he's the, uh, the stats guru at Collingwood. He'll tell us it was 89.7 metres from goal. And what did he do? After, after we reminded Pebbles of some of the inspirational goals he's kicked from <sighs> distance, he, Saturday night, did he have you in his mind when he, when he put that through, do you reckon, driver? I don't mind who he had in his mind as long as he keeps doing it, Cono. And to see him do it twice was just phenomenal. And it was inspiring. Just... It was Absolutely. team lifting. What a game by Pebbles. What an absolute superlative game. A key forwards dominant performance. Didn't get as much opportunity as we would have liked. As mm. I said, they had more of the possession than we did. But when it got down there, he either marked the ball or he split the packs and created opportunities for some of our crummers. He really did. More so, that leadership role, that strong bodying role. He was up against the so-called All-Australian in Darren Glass. And the reason I say so-called is obviously because Presti should have been All-Australian instead of Darren Glass. But uh, nevertheless, he's a quality opponent there. And Pebbles made him mm. look like... He made him look like that kid from Hawthorne. What was his name again? Zach Dawson. Zach yeah, he made Dawson. him look silly anyway. But Pebbles had a great night. Who um, else had a good night, Driver? Well, Heath Shaw continued where he left off last week and last year. Certainly dominant up back, uh, springboard to attack. I thought Dane Swan had a wonderful game, he particularly early. Yep. A player I want to commend, and I know you and I discussed this during the halftime break, Shane O'Bree, mm -hmm. particularly before they went the knuckle and sent him off with the blood rule. Shane O'Bree was inspirational, I thought. Um, Got a Scott lot of clearances. Burns, as always. And one player... Nine who, effective tackles yeah, by Scotty Burns. what a leader. I mean, a guy who cares, a guy who just keeps going. And one other player who doesn't often get the plaudits of some others, but who I thought had a very good game on Saturday night, hopefully a sign of things to come, was Guy Richards. Guy I Richards liked his indeed. tap work, and I also liked his attempts to get involved around the ground, to really assert his physical presence. And we Connor, know that, who did you think? Well, again, following on from... from your comment about about Stretch Richards, we know that uh, the West Coast went in there without their their top premier tap ruckman in Cox. Richards took over, and I thought he had a great game. Again, I hope it's a sign of things to come. We know he's had it, uh, issues with his, with injuries and with form and all that sort of he's stuff. He's got to put that together for four quarters. He probably played four two quarters. and a half good quarters. Exactly, exactly. Um, I also like the form of uh, well, our favourite. Mr. Pendlebury at the moment, he's, uh, he's, a, he's a promising young talent. And uh, I think the highlight for a lot of Pies fans was seeing him running off the flank, going into the forward line, looking up, and just giving Tarkin like a little wave, like, come to me, give me a lead, and he put it straight on his chest. It was the quarterback role, wasn't it? Uh, and it was a leadership role, and I think he's only played 12 games or 11 games in his career, and they're the sort of things that really augur well for the future. 
Uh, let's go through some of the votes, and we've actually had another massive response from the Magpie Army with uh, public votes. What's happened is that uh, Amber and Nick here at CTV have informed us that there's a new link on the Collingwood website, the front page of collingwoodfc.com.au, where you can very, very easily vote for your player of the round. Now, it's the Carlton Draft Player of the Year. Yep, but we're actually actually coming up with a new name for that, uh, and that's what we're going to ask you about, Magpie fans, that you send through your ideas uh, for that Player of the Year award. Let's go through the votes first, then we can talk about some of the suggested names. Yeah, there have been plenty of votes already, Conno, but Magpie fans can continue to vote. All they have to do is click on that link from the collingwoodfc.com.au front page, and you can vote right up until the start of the following game. So for this week, for round two, the West Coast game, you can vote right up to the start of our game against Richmond tomorrow. Um, At the moment, when you go there, you see Anthony Rocker leading... Actually, no... um, it's a, it keeps changing every moment as more Magpie fans vote. But Heath Shaw is in front by a couple of votes from Anthony Rocker. Heath Shaw? In, I thought, oh, and, so it has changed. And in, in oh, third place... Pendles was leading. In third place, Dane Swan has um, come over the top of Pendles at the moment and is in third place. So Magpie fans, it's an click on that link. Race. Click on that link. Um, Very exciting. You might find that last week's votes right at the moment don't correspond with what we announced last week that will be fixed rest assured nick and amber are working very hard behind the scenes but if you click on that link for the player of the year register to vote you'll be able to do that every single week without having to send in an email for us and remember to vote not just for the west coast game but also after the richmond game vote for that game as well and the winner Conno. What will happen with the winner at the end of the year? The winner at the end of the year, and this is a fantastic initiative by the club. Remember, Pies fans, all of your votes on the website and through Pie Night will count towards an official award for the Fans Player of the Year, which will be awarded to that player at the Copeland Trophy evening. So it's an absolutely fantastic initiative by the club. But the thing is, right now on the website it says it's the Carlton Draft uh, Player of the Year. What we need from you, Pies fans, is an idea of what we're actually going to call it. Well and good, Carlton Draft is a fantastic beer, but we want to reward one of our past champions. Now, we've had some fantastic suggestions from the Magpie Army as to uh, some of the names. Driver, do you want to go through some of the suggested uh, Player of the Year medal names? We've had some really good suggestions. We've had the Barrackers have shouted popular player award nice we've had one. the golden jacket award and someone suggested that joffa might want to present that rupert Betheris trophy um Barrica's badge of honor but uh, the two i yeah. particularly liked Kono, were um we got an email from Tennille lawrence uh, who said that she loved the idea of peter dacos's name being associated with a fan's choice award mm, hottie nodded and, then yeah hottie he is silent for the whole day he tells us but he is nodding and roger says that he thinks the players should become OMAs, Order of the Magpie Army. Mm, so they uh, they carry that behind their names forevermore. We also got a couple of other interesting ones. We had the Luke Godden Nugget Medal for the uh, for the nuggetiest and the uh, the most hardworking player, and also the Lee Singline Sing While You're Winning Medal, which I think was a very novel suggestion there by by some of the members of the Magpie Army. Pies fans, go to CollingwoodFC.com.au, vote for your favourite player and vote to name the Player of the Year. G'day Magpie fans, Dale Thomas here. Anyone not signed up as a member in 2007, make sure you get on board. We're striving to break our membership record. 
So call 1-800-GO-PIES. That's 1-800-467-437. Or visit the website, collingwoodfc.com.au. Go Pies. Pies fans, you're back on Pie Night 2007. Round three, we're about to play the Tigers tomorrow. We'll preview that match later on. Right now, we've got Nick from Collingwood TV, CTV, Uber producer. Welcome back to Pie Night, Nick. It's great to be back, gentlemen, to be on this esteemed show with you two. Excellent. gentlemen. Now, Nick, we're going to pick your brains. We want to find out what some of the inside goss has been around the club. Aftermath of Saturday's game, any goss, any thoughts? Yeah, I think the overriding emotion was that they, the boys certainly weren't satisfied. And I think there's, all, there's always going to be a lot in the media when a club comes off a, an honourable loss, mm. as the media likes to call it, against West Coast at Subiaco. Uh, the, the boys certainly weren't feeling like they were satisfied and probably felt like had they used the football a little bit better, probably should have won the game. I think they probably outplayed West Coast in terms of just pure endeavour, probably just lacked that little bit of polish, just needed to, to win the game. Talking, now, talking about endeavour, young Danny Nichols making his debut, he certainly showed a fair amount of endeavour in, in attacking the football and attacking the players. What was his reaction after the game, Nick? Yeah, we spoke to Danny earlier in the week on CollingwoodFC.com.au and, and Danny obviously was, was pretty honest with the way he... He played the game. He said that you know he didn't have a lot of the ball and he made some mistakes and he was probably a little bit overzealous with his tackling. But what he did say, and it stood out to me, was how much he learned from playing that game against West Coast and playing on guys like Daniel Kerr and Rowan Jones who have played in a premiership and who are, you know, Daniel Kerr particularly, who is arguably the best player in the game at the moment. And, mm. and the amount that he learned and how he's going to go about improving his game and things that he would never have learnt had he not played in that game. So... The, the benefits for a young player like Danny Nichols are enormous to play in a game like that. And that interview is still up there on the site and Absolutely. fans can access that right now. Absolutely. Go to the site and go to the news section and you'll see the Danny Nichols interview. As an aside with Danny Nichols, but I mentioned Scott Pendlebury earlier in the uh, in the show and some of these younger players that we'll talk about later on in the show, but rising star. Cameron Wood got uh, a rising star nomination this week, the young Brisbane Lions Ruckman. He had five touches... Must have been superlative touches, Connor. And I'm just thinking, uh, Danny Nichols would have been uh, in for a chance on, on 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 that sort of Cameron Wood form. I mean, what, what is it against Collingwood players? Scott Pendlebury's uh, eligible. He had 21 touches, I believe. He had a fantastic game. What's the story there, driver? Uh, you know, Connor. I've been talking about it. I talked about it last year when Heath Shaw was robbed mm. of the Rising Star Award at the end of the year. Uh, it's the AFL. They don't like us. Well, we've got news for them. We don't like them, but they need us. <laughs> we, they need us. We don't need them. And Tom Hawkins, the young, uh, the young cat, kicked three goals. People were talking about he he was robbed, but uh, I mean he was playing on uh, on Lance Whitnell. So I think you kicked three goals for for Geelong in the weekend, didn't you, Driver? Or oh well, I mean anyone could kick goals on Lance at the moment. Uh, <laughs> I wonder how Shane is. He was probably there in his uh, cat scarf um, last weekend. <laughs> Nick. What else is happening around the club? Plenty happening on CollingwoodFC.com.au at the moment. You can get on board the site and read all about what Adrian Fletcher has to say about our next opponent, Richmond. You can also nothing good, obviously. Read. <laughs> you can also That's obviously one team read. Adrian didn't play for. <laughs> 
<laughs> Danny Nichols' interview is up there. And also, we speak to Nick Maxwell, who's playing his 50th game this week. So that's really good for Maxi. And of course, Congratulations, Maxi. Yeah, absolutely. He came off the rookie list in 2004. And probably significant that he's playing his 50th game this week. And two young boys are going to be play, making their debuts for Collingwood, who also came off the rookie list last year, of course, in Alan Tuvey and Shannon Cox. Fantastic. And there'll be a bit more on the, uh, on the ins and outs when we preview the Richmond game. We won't, I won't steal your thunder there too much, boys. No uh, CTV, you can watch Reece Shaw interview his teammates in the Lexus Centre Players area. Yeah, it was a always, very, very... That is a sensational a, interview. It is a great, very good, great interview. Very, very good. The weekend that was, Blake Carousella analyses the Round 2 Eagles game. We'll obviously be speaking to an assistant coach every Monday about yep. the, the game just gone. And the also, weekend that was, you know, hasn't been the same since, <laughs> since I got booted from that show. Oh, Cono, some sour grapes. <laughs> you can watch, of course, Mick's presser. Anytime Mick has a Mick has a presser, you can watch it on CollingwoodSC.com.au and, of course, CTV. I believe me, our super coach had plenty to say today. And Indeed, and we're going to have a quote yeah. from him later on in the show. Don't forget the other Magpie Radio show this week, The Squawk, and what a good omen it was for our Squawk guests this week, Shannon Cox and Alan Tuvey. All you need to do is be on The Squawk and you get selected driver. Do you, do you think the same rule is going to apply to Pie Night? Um, well, mate, here at Pine Night, we only have the established players, but look at the way we fired up Anthony Rocker last week. <laughs> How good was that? Uh, I think there's a queue out the front door for people waiting to come in and talk to us. When Pebs uh, jagged that one home from about 87 metres, all I could think of was you two boys and how oh. excited you would have been sitting back on your couches and taking all the credit for Pebs' yeah, magnificent indeed, work. Indeed, it's the closest I've ever come to helping Collingwood on the field. <laughs> and i got to say, I tried to glean every ounce of it. Well done, Nick. Thanks for coming on. We'll get uh, lots more updates from you during the year. Great work, you and Amber, on the site. It's uh, it's it's getting there. We're getting there. Look, it's uh, a lot of hard work at the moment. We obviously want it to be the absolute best sports website in the country, and we're slowly getting there and working very hard, and we can tell all Pies fans that it will be back to its glorious best in the not-too-distant future. Thanks. Thanks, Nick. On this round, for round three, memories against Richmond. Pies fans, you've sent in lots and lots of emails this week. You obviously love beating the Tigers as much as we love beating the Tigers. Um, Katie sent in an email discussing the Anzac Day match in 1977. The Magpies beat Richmond by 26 points in an epic encounter at the MCG in front of 92,000 fans. It was Tommy Hafey's first game as Collingwood coach against his old side. Tony sent in a memory, round 21, 1986. Collingwood were on fire at Vic Park and hammered the Tigers by a cool 101 points in Ricky Barham's 150th game. Brian Taylor kicked a bag of 10. Ah, the ex-Richmond player, BT. And Mark Choco-Williams chipped in with four. Um, Our good friend Dingo reminds us of the season opener in 2003, where Tex Walker, in his first game for the Pies, held Richo to just one goal, and the Magpies won a scrappy encounter at a windy MCG. That's when they'd knocked down the grandstand at the Western End. Uh, we won by 28 points that night. Great memories. Ram sent through round 18, 2004, where David King, the King. blonde bombshell, had a big day out, scoring the winning goal late in time on. And the Pies snatch victory from the Tigers by five points at the G. But this week's extra special memory was sent in by Clayton Bennett, a renowned Tiger hater. <laughs> he reminds us of Easter Monday, 20th of April, 1987. 
Collingwood was playing Richmond at VFL Park. It was round four. We hadn't won a game, and the Tigers had only won one. Just before three-quarter time, we were on the brink of certain defeat. Deep in the third term, the Tigers led by 51 points before two late goals in time on reeled the margin back to 39 points at the last break. But it still looked like the game was out of our grasp. In the last quarter, both sides kicked the goal each to start. Then Craig Stasevich threaded the pie's second, following a typically ferocious tackle from Darren Mullane on Terry Wallace, the current Tiger coach. At the 10-minute mark, little man Matthew Ryan scored another major for the Magpies, and the difference was just 27 points. The Tigers had a golden opportunity to stabilise a short time later, but Michael Pickering fluffed his shot. The ball repelled to Brian Taylor, who made them pay by kicking his fourth goal for the day and the 350th in his illustrious career. At the 19-minute mark, he kicked his fifth goal on the back of a classic mark directly in front, and we were only 15 points down. The momentum had shifted. The Magpies were going forward, forward, forward at all costs, sometimes in scrimmages. Mullane was the architect. He was unrelentless, a veritable veritable inspiration in skill and intimidation. Dale Waitman fluffed a shot from 20 metres out, and we capitalised. Matty Ryan swooped on the ball to kick his second goal for the quarter, and we were nine points down. The match went to time on, and we were on fire. But... Could we beat the time clock? We went forward, and Paul Rosonico, looking like Peter Dacos, <laughs> slipped around his opponent and kicked the goal of the day from the outer flank. There were only three points in it. At the 28-minute mark, recruit from North Melbourne, Graham Atkins, picked up a ball in front of the goal square, snapped it over his shoulder, and the Magpies had hit the lead. The crowd went nuts. Just before the end, Brian Taylor kicked his sixth to seal the victory, and we had won by 10 points. We kicked 11 goals to Richmond's one goal in the last 35 minutes of play and ran out victors 16-14-110 to 15-10-100. Great memories. Cono, I can't believe that game was 20 minutes, twenty years ago. I watched it with a friend of mine, Chris, from Peabody, Massachusetts, over in the USA, <laughs> who I know listens to this show. So hello to him. And he elbowed me as Rosonico kicked that goal in the, in the jaw and it hurt like living death. Uh, to me, it seems like yesterday. But now it's time tomorrow to go out and beat the Tigers. And Pies fans, this week we have a special prize for the best email. This week and every week we will be giving away a week's supply of Slurpees. Five Slurpees to the best email we get each week. 7-Eleven has been working hard over the preseason to provide the fans with a footy season they'll never forget. They have launched two new AFL sports Slurpees. Mountain Blast, that came out a couple of days ago, and I've already tried it, and it's a fantastic drink. And early next month, they'll be bringing out Berry Ice as well. All the taste of the famous Slurpee, with the added benefits of electrolytes for fast hydration of thirsty bodies. AFL sports Slurpee, proudly supporting the fans. So, Pies fans, keep sending your emails in with for a chance to win a week's supply of 7-Eleven Slurpees. And this week's winner of the week's supply of 7-Eleven Slurpees Drive is up. Tennille Lawrence. Congratulations, Well done, Tennille. Tennille. Well done, well done. And Pies fans, thanks to our friends at 7-Eleven, you can win a week of Slurpees. All you need to do is send in your favourite memories of us beating... Port Adelaide. Adelaide. We're playing next week. So email that through to pinite at collingwoodfc.com.au for your chance to win a week of Slurpees. 
And that was On This Row. Kieran Butler claims Collingwood ruined my life. Again, sold out in 2006, April 4th to 29th at the Caringbush Hotel. Tickets for $14, dinner and show from $39. Book now at kieranbutler.com. Pies fans, you're back on Pie Night. Live, and maybe not so live, podcasts, vodcasts, you name it. We do it all here on CTV. Remember, if you want to contact Pie Night, Magpie Radio in any way. Pineite at CollingwoodFC.com.au. If you want to name the award, the Players Award, if you want to talk about your favourite memories, all the rest of it. But enough of that, Pies fans. We're playing the Yeller and Slack. Let's Richmond. make some new memories, Cono. 7.30 or 7.40pm MCG, Friday the 13th. And hopefully it's going to be a Black Friday for the Tigers. Well, it's rivalry round, Driver. Do you think that uh, there's a bit of rivalry between Mick and uh, Terry Wallets? Rivalry round. Every week is rivalry round, Cono. I don't go in much for that sort of heritage you, round you, you one week. Reckon, rivalry uh, round, Mother's Day round, all sorts of things. You don't, you don't reckon that Mick sort of envies uh, Terry's fake tan? Oh, well, if Mick really liked fake tans, he probably would envy it. Mm. But um, mm. I don't think there's much to envy about the fake tan. Um, Terry over there in Eltham has obviously got the sunbed out and uh, is looking very good. Good on him. But and, and we're here the, to win four points. From the sunbed, what sort of team has he picked for the game? Friday, 7.40pm. Well, he, I'm not sure what team Richmond have picked because Troy Simmons is selected to come into the side at the expense of Patrick Bowden. I expect Bowden to play. Mm. There's a cloud over Kane Pettifer. Um and whether he's going to play or not. And certainly Simmons all week, they've been talking about the fact that he probably won't play. Um, so who knows what team they'll put out on the park. But Collingwood, we have selected three players, as Nick told us earlier today. Um, we've selected three players to make their debut. Fantastic. Shannon Cox, Alan Tuvey, and Brad Dick. Congratulations. All, well done, guys. Three. Congratulations. Welcome to Collingwood. Interestingly... All three are Western Australians. Mm. Didn't play in Perth last week, but they're playing this week here in Melbourne against the Tigers. And um, they are certainly going to add to our team. Um, we've got Ben Johnson out with an ankle injury, unfortunately, and Shane Wakelin and Danny Nichols have had to make way for the young blokes coming through. A little bit about Brad Dick. Personally, he's the one I'm, I'm particularly excited about. He's got a lot of pace. He's got a lot of skill. He's only a sort of young, or young, I was going to say young. He's young, and he's also very skinny. He's only about 70 kilograms or so. Yes, but um, anyone who saw the highlights reel of Brad Dick on uh, collingwoodfc.com.au when we drafted him will know he uses the ball extraordinarily well, kicks with both feet, loves a goal, and also loves setting up play. And I watched him in one of the practice games against St Kilda, and until Stephen Baker took him out behind the play, he was dominating. Um, I expect him to play fantastically well. Shannon Cox, been here just over a year now, and he has taken an absolute quantum leap. Classic example of a boy coming from a sort of park footy environment into an AFL structure, taking him a while to find his feet. But training very hard. But once he found his feet, Mm -hmm. my goodness, he could be anything. And um, Well, apparently he had a stunning game for Williamstown last week to follow on from a very strong preseason. So, Everything's looking good. He's, he's, he's playing in. It's not a matter of uh, of him coming into the team because, say, Jono's out 
injured, he's coming to the team because he's earned his place. In the oh, team. He's, he's busted down the door, and Alan Tuvey as well has um, played very well. Um, he played a number of the practice matches in the senior team, and he has been selected in the centre. He'll probably end up running across half-back probably and through the wing rather than playing as a primary midfielder. But three three young players, driver. I mean, what what can we expect of these players, do you think? I think the best we can expect from these guys are to, to slot into the team and um, make a contribution to a winning Collingwood side. Mm. But it's not really what I'm expecting them to produce or what you're expecting them to produce. Here's what Mick Malthouse had to say to Collingwood TV earlier today about the expectations he has on these three young blokes. Now, we don't expect them, any of these kids to dominate. We just expect them to hold up their role that, that's, that's been supplied to them. And uh, you know, there'd be no less demands on them or more demands on them than, than any other player in the club. Driver, we've named a pretty solid team. Presti at fullback, Jimmy Clement at centre-half back. He'll be looking to make amends for maybe a quiet game that he had last week. Obviously, Anthony Rocker at full forward. Stunning game the last two weeks. Last week, he kicked four the week before. As we said to him on Pine last week, he probably had the best zero-goal game of his career. What can we expect of the, that goal-to-goal line, also putting in Travis Cloak there? Well, I think we can expect a lot. Richmond are not exactly um, renowned for their tall defenders. Darren Gaspar, just a player the nowadays. Line. Um, Graham Pollack, trying to fit into the team. Ruck for most of the game last week. Um, Joel Bowden, really an undisciplined um, sweeper rather than a, a tagger or a defender as yeah. such. Um, we've got Travis Cloak. We've got Anthony Rocker. A combination of Josh Fraser and Guy Richards pushing forward. We should really be able to utilise our height advantage as well as guys like we saw what Leon Davis can do mm. last week. Hopefully Paul Medhurst and Dane Swan and a couple of other boys, maybe Dale Thomas, can sweep in and kick a few goals. And also Brad Dick, who's re- renowned as a bit of a goal sneak. Um, I think we can put a winning score on the board. Connor, where do you think this game is going to be run and won tomorrow night? Driver, on with you. I, I, I really think that Richmond's tools aren't up to, the, uh, up to our level. Uh, and I look at say, the second and third tall forwards and, and tall defenders as the players that will win it for us. So, obviously, our goal-to-goal line solid, but I see the key players are the likes of, of Nicky Maxwell and um, players like Harry O'Brien. So we look at those two players and we say, well, they're not the key defenders or key forwards, but what they are is that they have players that Richmond will struggle to match up on. And I think we'll be directing a lot of play through those players. Harry off the back half-back flank, Nick Maxwell named on the half-forward flank. We saw a beautiful mark he took against North a couple of weeks ago that really turned the game for us. I really see those two players as being uh, an example of what we can do. And then if the likes of Medhurst and and Swanee and uh, Cox and, and Dick and some of these younger guys can come in there and, and kick a couple of goals off that, then uh, then I'd be wrapped. Overall, we just love to beat Richmond, don't we? We sure do. I'm, I don't think it'll be a very high-scoring game. I think one player I want to see come out and have a dominant game is Josh Fraser. Troy mm. Simmons may play, might not be fit. If he doesn't play, it's Patterson and Polak who'll be taking up the ruck work with probably Jay Schultz. Patterson I- had a pretty dreadful game against the Swans last week. He had something like 50 or 60 hit-outs against him. I think he only had about eight hit-outs himself. Well, not household names, are they? Mm. They're not fantastic players. and I really want to see Josh stand up with the help from Guy Richards and 
Guy building on his performance against West Coast. And these two guys, Josh and Guy, destroying the Richmond Rucks and setting up our victory. And speaking of destruction, if Anthony Rocker repeated his effort and he came on to Pine Night tonight, what would you say to him to get him fired up? And if he's listening to this show, Pebs, if you're listening, on the way to the game in your iPod tomorrow, what... Well, I'd say, Pebs, how how long has it been since you kicked five... Long bombs from outside 50 <laughs> that went through the big sticks. Fantastic. Why don't you give us five long ones? Oh, we love five it. Big we ones. love it from the big pebbles. Driver, what's your tip? Well, Cono, you know I hate Richmond. We heard from Clayton <laughs> Bennett earlier, and we know how much he hates Richmond. I hate them just as much. I want to go out and smash them. I'd love to see another 101-point victory, but I think given the fact that it won't be a very high-scoring game, given the fact we've got some players making their debut I expect to come away with a victory of around 21 points. Very specific there, driver. I see it being uh, a tight first quarter. I think both teams are going to probably score five goals for the first quarter. It'll be no holds barred, no beg your pardons. And then I think we're going to choke them to death. They're probably going to score two goals for the rest of the game. And I think we'll win by an easy 40 to 50 points. I think there'll be question marks over Terry Wallace's reign come Monday morning, or come Saturday morning. And his pay packet. <laughs> Pies fans, we've had a very action-packed show. We had reviews, we had players of the year, we had the Mad Pie, we had Slurpee giveaways, we had on this round, we had a preview of the big game tomorrow night against the Yeller and Slack. And we had a silent hot rod here. Hotting, he, still he kept fuming. his pledge. He's still fuming. Next week, Sugarfoot will be back from his honeymoon. It was a fantastic article that he wrote in, in today's Herald Sun. I recommend you read it, Pies fans. We'll welcome back Sugarfoot next week, so stay tuned. Send in your entries to pineart at collingwoodfc.com.au and vote on the collingwoodfc.com.au website for the best player. But see you at the MCG tomorrow night. Definitely. Be there, Pies fans. Where this week, as we say every week, Go Pies!